Hi, welcome to our podcast. My name's Trelawney. I am a dating and relationship coach. I've worked at the high end of personal matchmaking for many years, and I would love to discuss reality TV with you and with my wonderful colleague, Andrew. Andrew, would you like to just say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi, my name's Andrew Parker-Dennis. I'm the MD, MD of the largest matchmaking group within the UK. Um, and yeah, the uh, looking forward to discussing what's been going on in maths right now. Right, so we, um, for anybody that hasn't listened before, we cover Married at First Sight every week and we dissect a little bit about what's going on within the relationships. We try and get a little bit kind of underneath why perhaps people are behaving in certain ways that may be less than positive. So we're going to start, we're actually thinking about the very explosive dinner party, the episode this week where things really went array. And we're going to start with Ella and Nathaniel. Now yes. we were really rooting for Ella and Nathaniel last week in terms of, we felt that they were maybe not growing as a romantic couple, but they were learning a lot about themselves and growing as people together. However, <laughs> that all imploded a little bit. What did you make of the scenes at the dinner party? Well, I think the whole dinner party was, as he said, was completely explosive, controversial right the way through it. Um, Ella and Nathaniel, I agree. I thought, I thought they were going down the track of friendship at the very least, but I think what we've seen is Nathaniel really has a real dislike and distaste for Ella. Um, it almost felt it's almost felt like he'd got a get out of jail free card where he could become the victim. Um, whereas, as we know, Ellis sort of struggled through the whole of this process to try and get any sort of affection or or validation that she is attractive and she is somebody who is interested in. And that's obviously led Ella to look outside the relationship, which I don't agree with. I mean, that could have been handled, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot, lot better. Um, but Nathaniel was just waiting and for his moment so that he could become that victim, addressing the group. And it, it was just overkill. It would have been far better, you know, and respectful across the board to take them to one side and just say, look, this has happened, I know about it. Um, can you can you, can you you tell me what's happening? Um, and then perhaps jump on the back of it, but it just went from zero to 100 miles an hour. Um, and everybody seemed to, want to get involved and say their piece on it as well but i think that's probably down to the fact that it's made their relationships feel very vulnerable as well um if once people start playing around in the in the in the process then all of a sudden it can discombobulate everybody at the same time yeah but what did you think to to the whole whole um, debacle well if we so if we go back a little bit just to recap what happened so we had ella and nathaniel going towards, heading towards a friendship couple. And then we had Bianca and JJ arrive. Bianca seems like a very, very sweet, genuine girl, exactly what JJ had said he wanted. And he expressed that before he'd perhaps gone for far more demanding, loud um, girls that things just hadn't worked out with. So he wanted somebody maybe a little bit, I don't want to say more genuine, because it's not to say that somebody that's very loud and out there isn't genuine, but he wanted some something different from his usual type. And he described his usual type, which was somebody that had, had lots of work done, somebody that was very loud, somebody that was very kind of confident, and he hadn't felt that had worked for him. So he was presented with the lovely Bianca, who 
has her own, con you know, I think she's confident and um, she has so much to offer, but she was a very sweet, understanding girl that was taking this process in a, in a very kind of genuine way. And poor Bianca really didn't receive very much from JJ at all in terms of anything to work with. He just seemed very, very quiet and out of his depth really to me, pretty much throughout the you know, the, the process that we've seen so far. Maybe a little bit yeah. of a people pleaser, I'm not sure, but there just wasn't much there. He gave nothing to work from. I mean, Bianca was, I mean, she was fantastic. Um, she she gave him the space, she gave him the time, she wanted more, she tried to go at his pace. I think, if I'm honest, from day one, JJ looked and thought, I don't like this, this isn't what I want. Yeah. Um, and has completely walked away. Out of his depth, I, I don't know, I think, is a confident, successful man. I think he just didn't like what 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 he'd been paired with yeah. and matched with, and um, that was completely unfair on Bianca. I think JJ's complete lack of respect. If he's got time to tell her that he's moving out for two days, surely to God he's got time to like give her a heads up of the fact that he's been messaging and actually meeting up, which didn't come out last yeah. night, mm -hmm. but meeting up with Ella to discuss their relationship and flirt directly with each other. That's where lines were completely crossed. And, you know, Bianca is the victim in this. We know Nathaniel and Ella have always had their difficulties. Bianca, you know, was, was put in a position which nobody should be in. To do that publicly, it's, again, a public humiliation. Um, but what I loved, once she'd composed herself, I loved the fact that she stood so strong she she wasn't silenced. She was determined her voice was going to be heard. And, you know, the way in which he, she'd been made to feel was going to be heard. Um, and, yeah, there was no answer. I mean, JJ and Ella, I think they both thought everybody would be like, oh, well, it's OK. But the reaction was very strong against them both. Um, and, yeah, I, I felt for Bianca, but I was so pleased that she she knew her own value and she defended that value. And um, she gave some very, very strong home truths to both of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was very proud of Bianca. I think she carried herself very well. And I really didn't want her to walk out. I was thinking, sit back down. You have dessert. Because exactly yeah. many girls would have kind of just felt so humiliated or guys, you know, either way and, and left and then. JJ and um, Ella would have been able to stand and hold court, but actually she she left them just standing there. Yeah, it was pretty awkward because she wasn't yeah. going anywhere and she was very composed. I thought that Ella, I mean, I really like Ella, but I think she dealt with it very badly because yes, she hadn't had the affection and attention she wanted from Nathaniel. Yes, she felt a spark with this new guy. You could see it, you could feel it the chemistry between them but to just go straight in in this kind of giggly schoolgirl, <clears throat> excuse me type of way and messaging him and wanting to meet up when he's just entered the process um with a new wife however strange the process is it was his wife I, I feel that she let herself down a little bit there because she was just starting to really grow but we all do these silly things and we'll have to see what happens from now. But um, I think the group were shocked. Yeah, I think one thing which I didn't like was there seemed to be a lot of blame placed on Ella 
and away from JJ. Mm. It was almost like she's thrown himself at him. She's done this, she's done that. And that was a common thing. And that made me feel quite uncomfortable because it was quite misogynistic. It's always got to be the female's fault if something's going wrong. Well, actually, they were both involved. JJ hid behind that. He never stood forward and said, hang on a minute. You know, this was as much me. This wasn't Ella just, 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 you know, courting me. It was something I wanted. And I felt that was really unfair. I just thought it's sitting back, allowing people to say that as always, well, it's got to be the female's fault. That's nonsense. Um, so yeah, I was disappointed with the group at that because it seemed to just always be pointing at Ella. Probably she's very attractive, she's confident, she's loud, but that's fine, that's a personality. Yeah. JJ initiated as well. And actually, I think if I'm honest, was he the first, I can't remember now, was he the first person to say that? Ella was the person who would kiss in the group outside of his marriage. Mm, Possibly. I'm trying to think, but they they both have to take equal responsibility. It's not fair for that Ella to take 80% and JJ. And I didn't particularly like it when JJ started going back at Nathaniel, when Nathaniel challenged him and just said, look, is it reciprocated? I don't have to explain anything to you. Well, actually... It's somebody's wife for all sense and purposes. Yeah. Even if it wasn't at that level, it's a relationship where you spend time with each other. Of course, Nathaniel has the right to ask the questions, but to be trying to shut debt, shut him down, I think JJ again made himself look emotionally unintelligent, to be quite honest with you, and sort of, well, I'll take what I want because I can. And that's that's not a good trait to have. Um, mm. And I can't, I can't see that relationship developing anywhere. It'll be interesting to see, though, because at the... It's a commitment ceremony tonight, I think, isn't it? Whether they allow them to come in as a group, as a new coupling, yeah. I honestly think the rest of the group will say absolutely no chance. I don't think they'll embrace that change, but we'll see, because they were both there, weren't they? So I think that's that might be the angle they go for tonight, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I think it probably will be that angle, but um, yeah, I found JJ, I, I just found him to be a bit of a wimp. You know, yeah. he was so... Oh, I, I'm pretty, I mean, he, he was apologetic. I felt that he was sorry um, that he might, might have hurt Bianca, but he was so, he was almost so distanced from everything. You know, oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, have I upset you? Oh, and then finally kind of rears up a bit at Nathaniel completely unnecessarily. So we see a spark of fire or something, but then he's back to just standing there looking a little bit vacant at the edge of the table. So it will be interesting if those two do get together to see how long it lasts before they've driven each other absolutely crazy. But um I think it'll be I think if they do get together, I think they'll make a point of trying to stay together to justify decision. Mm. Um I don't think that foundation is built on anything trustworthy. I think as soon as a relationship develops like that, it's built on mistrust. And they'll always be second guessing if somebody else came into the experiment on the outside world. If there was somebody else who approached, they wouldn't have that that fundamental trust it, that that that's gone because of how they've built it and disregard for the rest of the process. And as I said, I do think it does discombobulate the rest of the the people in the process because it makes their relationship seem very fragile if something can change so quickly. So yeah, um, damaging really across the board. Yeah, it was a very sad outcome for everybody involved, really. Yeah. It just, I think it's a lesson in emotional immaturity. Yes. And that's it. You know, nobody's a terribly bad person. Nobody's a terribly heartless person. But if you're just led by what's going to fulfill your needs, 
in that moment, regardless of the scenario around you, then you're just displaying Im emotional immaturity and that excitement that somebody fancies you and you fancy them back, that does wear off pretty quickly. There's got to be more than that. So it will be interesting to see if there is more than that between those two. I personally feel Ella needs a much stronger personality beside her. Yeah. JJ will come out of his shell with her. We don't know. But um, at the moment, he just seems like such a bland addition. Yes. Bland is the exact right word. He mm. is neither funny, humorous, controversial. His, his, his opinions are, are non-existent. He's just like your old uncle who sits in the corner and doesn't really speak. <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was that negative corner. Then there was um, Erica and Jordan, who I'm finding this quite interesting because as a couple, they're getting on really well. Everything's been pretty easy for them. They seem so happy in each other's company and they do seem to have a good energy. They're both yeah. confident people. Erica's very confident, which is great. But there are members of the group that seem to just want to shut them down and it's really difficult to understand quite why. Um, yeah. Tasha has such a negative attitude towards Erica and we've seen such a different side of Tasha because I thought Red that, flags. yeah, I, I would never have expected her to kind of jump up to physically intimidate someone or call some, you know, another woman really damaging names on the basis of what I can work out is basically nothing maybe yeah. a little bit of insecurity, maybe feeling we, I don't want this girl coming in as an alpha female, so I'm going to shut her down really fast. But it was very surprising, and I'm wondering how Paul is going to process that because he just made excuses for her last night. I think there'll be a conversation they'll have afterwards. I honestly do. I think Erica and Jordan seem, you know, a really strong couple in this early, early stage. Erica, I think you put your... She is very alpha she knows she knows who she is she knows value can she say the odd passive aggressive thing well yes at the dinner party after everything and she decided it was her who was going to stand up and speak and make points about the people who who like me you know who you are yeah it, it was very passive aggressive the whole thing yeah. but I think Tasha probably deserved it because when they were on the spa and she just attacked her and I mean it was childish wasn't it standing over somebody almost insisted on having a fight you just think hang on a minute I thought Erica handled it well and actually even when they sat down and had the discussion I think at that point she wouldn't apologize because she didn't feel like she had anything to apologize for yeah. maybe you know and to, to, to walk I mean when you saw them walking past each other we knew that they were never going to have a hug anyway um, and both of them tended to give a little bit of a shoulder to walk away but then to call somebody a tramp I mean I mean, I'm not being funny. That's something you say when you're six or seven and you shouldn't even say it then in the playground. It was just like, it was really childish behaviour. And I think with Paul, I think he'll struggle with that over time. Um, he was, he was, he did play the neutral, he supported her, but also said, look, I think it's probably best we agree to disagree because he could see, he had emotional intelligence to realise this wasn't going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Paul has that vibe where he's constantly wanting to be in battles, he's quite laid back, yeah. he's very supportive, he's given Tasha everything she needs. And perhaps what Tasha needs to do is refocus on their own relationship and stop looking to think, 
Well, have they got a better connection? But I think one of the biggest gripes was the fact that she didn't like the fact that they seemed to think that they were a strong couple. She, so she, yeah, it was really strange. Um, but just focus on your own. Um, because otherwise, if you take your eyes off that ball, then the wheels will start to come off quite quickly as well. I think you just hit it on the head. She wanted to be known as the, as part of the strongest couple. And yeah. she could not deal with the fact that somebody else had come in and seemed equally strong. But why would yeah. that, why does that matter? You know, it was very strange. And further down the line, if that treatment is dished out to Paul's friends or family members, or, you know, I, I think that would then become very difficult if she can switch that fast. Yes. And I think it's almost like she, what it showed, or certainly what I took from it was that she's seeing this as a competition not as something to meet somebody because actually if you see another strong couple it reinforces that the process works so you know you see well it's working for them it's working for them it makes you think this is this is such a good way to meet and this is a strong bond instead she's trying to pick the bones out of other people's relationships so that she can say well as is still the best well that's quite childlike because you can't compare one relationship to another because they've all got their own individual intricacies. Yeah. So it, 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 again, it's probably a bit similar to social media. You're looking through the looking glass at what other people are doing, what they present. Well, that's not real. And what people present in, in public in relationship wise is often not real. Um, so I think she just needs to rewind and get back to focusing on her and Paul because they were in such a strong position. Yeah, definitely. And I think it all comes from insecurity. And yeah. we saw again with Luke. So Luke was very quick to shut Jordan down. And yeah. whether he felt, you know, he was trying to kind of stand up for Ella and Nathaniel saying, okay, now's not the time. Let's not stir things when um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. <laughs> I like it. When Jordan suddenly, yes, <laughs> which one? Well, so when Jordan tried to say, actually, um, JJ, I think that your behaviour was inappropriate. Very quickly, Luke jumped in, tried to explain a couple of times. Jordan held his point. Well, I still think it's inappropriate. And then he turned on um, JJ. Turned, uh, Luke turned on him very quickly with this kind of, "Are you stupid? Do you not understand? Are you an idiot?" So again, it was a new member of the group. From the same couple yeah. being squashed yeah. down and, and put in his place which again I think just comes from an insecurity that Luke has and perhaps Luke feeling that he's part of a very strong couple and he doesn't want any competition either. Yeah I think I think that's exactly it. Uh, I think they both think that they're, they're exclusive to having a good relationship therefore nobody else can and that's not the case and I think when he came at Jordan I was glad Jordan came back and said don't come at me yeah. You know, it was his opinion and the right opinion. It was inappropriate behaviour. It wasn't correct. I do think that Luke probably has a relationship with JJ, gets on well with JJ, gets on well with Ella, and is sort of defending his his friends. But sometimes you, you've got to know when to defend and when not. And actually, at that point, say, it wasn't the right thing to do, but they are aware of that now. And, you know, hopefully they'll address it later. And actually we can't judge from the outside because we haven't got the inside knowledge on this. So let's, let's hear from them as opposed to bickering where about them, where, where behind the backs. Mm. Um, that's probably, but yeah, Luke seemed to, he seemed to go from again, zero to a hundred to attack. And maybe it's because they've got a close relationship with Tash and Paul. 
I don't know. It could be it could be as simple as that as well, where he knows that Tasha really doesn't like them. So he's going to take that side. But again, we're getting back to playground mentality of taking sides. It's you don't need to do that. Own yourself, own your own behavior, and just kind of like focus on your own relationship. because um, it will cause problems. Because I don't think um Luke's Luke's wife um particularly likes being involved in all that. She seems to always try to be the peacekeeper. Yeah, very much the peacekeeper. I mean, I don't know if you noticed on the sofa when things were getting very heated about the Trump comment, eventually she kind of put her head in her hands and they came up and said, stop, everyone. And everybody listens to Jay. There's a lot of respect for her. So, again, how long she will be able to cope with somebody who goes from um, zero to 100 so quickly, I do think um, there are going to be further issues with Luke in the process because of the way that he handles himself when things aren't going quite his way, which is a shame because they seem to have such a strong relationship and we were very much on side with them at the beginning. I think whenever it's challenged, whenever it's challenged, he doesn't like it. I -hmm. think in the homestay when um, Jay's uh, friends, family were asking the question about moving, he just came back, well, I'm definitely not going to move. I'm not doing anything. And it, it almost went, well, it blocks came up and it's kind of like, listen, anybody who wants to be with me has got to move. Well, unfortunately, Luke, if that was the case, you wouldn't be in the process because you wouldn't be single. You need to be flexible and mm-hmm. sort of find common ground. So It's a bit worrying, isn't it? How serious is he about this carrying on after the process? Uh, at the minute, I would say he's not. I think yeah. if there's no compromise and no sort of forward thinking, then unless Jay's going to up sticks and go, which we know... She, from what people have said, she has that sort of pleasing nature. Um, but, you know, being isolated on her own is not a great way to be. And, uh, yeah, Luke, Luke's got to step up a little bit, to be honest with you. I think he's kind of the... He's almost parading like the cat who's got the cream, thinking, yeah, everything's good for me, everything's going to come my way. And, you know, that sort of non-negotiable behaviour never leads to a successful relationship. So he, he has got to change. So it's funny, isn't it? Him and Tasha are behaving in quite similar ways as Queen yeah. Bee and kind of alpha male, even though they're not coupled together. Maybe they're there's both... going to be another twist then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both showing similar traits and their partners are both showing the more kind of peacekeeping, calm traits. Considered. Maybe I think... that's part of the match. that was part of the matchmaking process and the thinking, but it makes it very difficult for someone who doesn't like conflict to be with someone who invites it pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But with that one, with that one will unfold, I think, over the next uh, couple of weeks. And it'll be interesting to see what the what the experts say on the, the couch tomorrow uh, tonight. Yeah. So one of my new favorite couples, Mark and Sean. I love them. Yeah, absolutely love them. I loved their Lapland honeymoon and their cosy chalet, lodge, their lovely cosy bed (laughs) and their constant cheese boards. Um, It looked like Christmas. I don't suppose it was Christmas, but it looked very Christmassy. And um, I thought they were just really, really sweet together. Obviously, there wasn't the attraction at the beginning um, for Mark, but that kind of grew. And... um, I just, I, they were so shocked by the behaviour at the dinner party, weren't they? Absolutely. I mean, Sean was just sat there looking around thinking, my goodness, what's going on? And I think both of those two really do complement each other. And the nice thing about perhaps Sean, 
Sean can pretty much get upset very quickly on the little things. And that's that's a defense mechanism because as we've seen, he doesn't want to get hurt. He struggled to go into a relationship. And they had the moment where Mark turned around and said, look, you have to prepare yourself that things aren't always going to be right. And he couldn't cope, he couldn't cope with that. But very shortly afterwards, Mark's patience to explain what he meant and Sean being ready to listen. He sort of had his say, walked out, came back and then listened and they discussed. And that's perfect relationship management to yeah. be able to have your say, debrief yourself and then come back into it level and discuss through what was said and try to understand it. I think they're strong and I think they will go from strength to strength. Um, everything that Sean needs, Mark provides. You know, Sean is high maintenance. You know, there's no doubt about it. He knows it openly. But Mark's Mark's carer. He likes to give people. He's a pleaser. He wants to look after people. He wants to protect. And, you know, their relationship really does bring the best out in both the characters. It allows Sean to be free in his, in his sort of high maintenance, as he says himself, ways. And it allows Mark to be that person which he likes to be. So, and also I think Mark said, don't worry, if you get this too much, I will let you know. That's great. So he's already said, if you push it too far, I will let you know there's a boundary. And that's great communication before it happens because it doesn't become the unexpected. It's almost like planning for when that time comes because I don't think in Sean's mind, there's nothing that he can't ever ask, but there'll come a time where actually... I can't do that. I physically can't do that, or I'm not in a position to do that. But it's already it's already put the foundations down for that not to be a problem. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about to see where they go. Actually, yeah, yeah, they are a very very well. They're a couple that seem to be willing to give and take, and yeah. not judge each other too harshly straight off. They seem to be a very compatible couple, although they're quite different in some ways but you do need some differences don't you You can't be too alike otherwise you've got exactly the same weaknesses and exactly the same yeah. strengths the strengths yeah. bit's okay but if you've both got the same weaknesses for example you can't make decisions or you know you're very underconfident, then you're not really going to be able to help each other in those times of challenge yeah and I think even sometimes having the exact same strengths doesn't necessarily work because you can put head sync in that actually I know best, you don't know this. This is so I think having different different aspects of your personality, one person lifts somebody in their in their weaknesses and the other person lifts them in theirs, that's how it needs to it, that's how it needs to work so that you can grow and develop. And being different, I think people get fixated. I don't know what your thoughts on this, fixated on having the same likes the same dislikes the same you know values are important but apart from that variety is the spice of life and actually it gives us something to talk about discuss explore grow ourselves grow our thought processes to somebody else's by listening and what they do have is good communication and they do listen and that that's so vital yeah i think that what's really important are shared values and some shared goals because yeah. You can very easily overlook them if you're busy thinking about do we okay, first of all, when we're when we're working within matchmaking, people will tell us the physical attributes that they want. Then they'll tell us, you know, I really like dogs or I really like rugby, and they'll be hoping to find someone with similar likes. They'll very rarely you have to dig a little bit deeper to say, but what are your real your values and your goals? Because for example, if you really 
value seeing family and having an open house, you know, where everybody can come over and everybody's welcome. And you're with somebody who really likes that kind of privacy and people must plan in advance. They can't just turn up at the door and actually they find it quite intrusive if family and friends want to be around too much. You are really going to clash eventually on that one. You might make compromises, but probably it's always going to be a little bit of an issue between you. Or if yeah. somebody's really keen to explore different places, to move, to feel really free, to live in any country they want to, and someone else is rooted in their hometown, sometimes people overlook those things at the beginning, which we're kind of seeing a little bit in Married at First Sight now. These things are coming to the forefront. So it's okay, you know, it's fine. Somebody looks the way you want them to look and they like going to the same restaurant as you and they laugh at the same films. But those things aren't as important as the values and the really strong life goals. If no, I agree. Things There will be real challenges down the line and you may well get through them, but there will be real, really difficult challenges if you're not in the same place in terms of what you value fundamentally. Yeah, I think whenever you're just taking, and I agree within certain, certainly with the matchmaking, you, you, the, it's almost like the priorities of being matched are the wrong way round. Mm. And I think that's probably a married at first sight, what they try try to avoid. So they move away from that because, you know, we spoke about it before, but longevity of love is built on the foundations of, as you said, the, the, the morals that you have, the, yeah. the, the life goals that you have, beauty and everything else. Yeah, attraction's important, but it's not the be all or end all. You know, you can have the most beautiful person, but if they've got toxic behaviour, that's not going to that's not going to work out for anybody. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, exactly. So I think things inside are what 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 lead to long term relationships. Certainly, this is nice, but really, what's in the heart is far more important. So, yeah, I mean, in matchmaking, we do have requests like, for example, the gentleman must have hair. Well, you know, you can you can find somebody a gentleman with hair, but you might well lose it. You know, within a couple of yeah. years. Or the lady must be under a certain age, you know. Um, she's going to get older. Yeah. She's not going to stay at that age. So some of those kind of superficial wants, I know they feel important at the time, but you really do have to dig a bit deeper if you want to find a true soulmate and somebody that you're going to enjoy spending the rest of your life with. Yeah, it's a relationship built on a house of cards when you do that. It's mm. got no depth, no foundations, and the slightest little blow and it will fall down whereas if it's built more about love respect understanding you know similar values then actually that's got strong foundations to develop and actually regardless what comes along you will overcome it because you're not fixated on on what's on the outside because a bit like like anything houses cars there's always one that comes along that's slightly newer or slightly brighter and you you know relationships you can't compare in that way and I think sometimes people do approach relationships as property as opposed to emotions and 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 that's that's really important to sort of break away from that and understand that you know people people's hearts and what they're going to offer you support wise emotionally is far more important than having a trophy man or a trophy woman on your arm that 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 that's that's not that's not love it's yeah, it's um, ego, possession, yeah. validation, yeah. all of those things, but not love. Funnily no. enough, Ros and Thomas, 
to me felt like the most evolved couple yeah. the dinner party and they were really able to kind of offer some support to the other couples in their own quiet way and yeah. although we were very worried about how they were going they do seem to be giving things time being respectful now and they seem to genuinely care about each other grown hugely and I think you hit the nail on the head there I think their approach to the whole of the issues that kicked off were not they didn't judge anybody all they did was try and support each one individually Mm. And that that was that that showed the emotional intelligence because they didn't want to get embroiled in. Well, they said that they did this. I'm taking this side. They supported everybody. Um, so yeah, I, they've come on in leaps and bounds, and actually are now starting to become one of the strongest ones, providing that relationship and keeps growing in the direction of a true relationship and not friendship. They could come out really strong. I think they could because the the other two strong relationships, Tasha and Paul and Luke and Jay, as we said, are starting yeah. to feel as though perhaps things aren't quite as rosy That's as we originally thought, you know, and, and perhaps motivations aren't quite as genuine as we originally thought. Whereas I think Ros and Thomas, it does feel very, very genuine. They've done the difficult yards early on, mm. whereas I think Tasha, Paul... They've got the difficult yards still to come and it, I think there'll be more testing. Whereas, you know, yeah, it will be interesting to see how those those stronger, if you like, couples to start with are going to again suffer from that relationship burnout that we've already seen. Yeah. Where they've hit the highs too quickly and as soon as one little low comes along, then it will it will shake them quite hard. So we'll wait and see. But yeah, I was really impressed in how they've grown actually. Yeah, so interesting week. I mean, the episode left me feeling a bit off, I think, really, because it was just, there wasn't, there was so much negativity yeah. within it. And it was difficult to pick out really worthwhile lessons from it. But I think the one I will take away mostly, and again, as I said, I don't think JJ or um, Ella um, or Nathaniel or Bianca have done anything necessarily terribly wrong, but it's just learning how to not act on your own immediate kind of pleasure and validation without thinking about the impact that's going to have on other people. And that's not to say they shouldn't have the chance to be together, but this kind of underhand texting and secrecy and then total embarrassment and humiliation of Bianca, although she took it so well and yeah. rose above it. But just thinking about the bigger picture and not being driven by these instincts. I feel good. This makes me feel good. Here I go. No, it doesn't matter what else happens. And, and I'm not really going to take accountability for it. I'm just going to kind of say, hey, everyone, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. It just all felt very, it felt very self-centered. A lot of the show, that particular episode felt like I was looking at a lot of, very self-centered people whereas usually we really feel as though we're growing with them don't we so I hope there'll be a little bit of a turnaround for next week yeah I agree there's ways to do things mm -hmm. and what the way in which they did it certainly wasn't the right way uh the, there was no consideration to other people's feelings the destruction it might have across the group they were just very much focused on well this is what I want I joined this experiment to find love therefore I will do it come what may yes well 
that's not kind of the the re that's not that's not the ethos behind the experiment it's to see if you can get on with your partner not have a swap shop across the across the group if it doesn't work out and both of them decided actually you know what we'll keep the other person hanging on just in case we'll explore at the same time just in case that shows I suppose it shows a neediness that they can't exist on their own unless they're in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with saying this isn't working. You know, I'm going to respect you and tell you that, but I have got a connection which I will explore outside the experiment. And I want to tell you that so you know, so that it doesn't come across too hurtful further down the line. That's It's as simple as that, isn't it? But we'll see what happens next over the, over the coming week. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to speaking to you next week. And who knows yeah. what will have happened by then? I again think well, going to be more soon, aren't they? Yeah, I think there's going to be some real twists and turns. I think maybe yeah. some of our favourites will have proved themselves to to be very yeah. different people than the people we thought they were originally. But again, it's all. I think this whole thing really is a lesson in emotional maturity. So whatever yeah. you do, if you can learn from it and you can grow from it, you're forgiven. You know. So let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll be speaking with you again today and uh, I'll speak to we'll you soon. Okay, bye bye. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye.